just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. It's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year to think that we're going to beat the shit. What up? Welcome back to Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media, presented by Hornitos Tequila. I'm Jacob Krasno, alongside both of my co-hosts, Allison Whitlock and Sean Haspel. Hello. Uh, it's been, What's up? Been a, been a minute since we were all here together. Um, I don't even remember which week that was. Uh, it was some one of the games amidst the five-game losing streak. Um, yes. But the Saints have won. They are alive. They beat the Panthers. And all they need to do to make the playoffs is beat the Falcons in Atlanta and have the Rams beat the 49ers in L.A. So how are we How are we all feeling? What's the temperature check? Are we going to the playoffs or not? I think there's a pretty good chance. Like, um, uh, we're going to be obviously extremely motivated against the Falcons, and uh, they were officially eliminated last week. Obviously, um, they uh, would love to play spoiler to our season, but I think we're going to come out really pissed off, motivated, knock on wood, hopefully – healthier than we've been the past few weeks um, with some guy, guy, more guys coming off COVID list and um, uh, coming off some other like minor injuries and, and whatnot. So um, yeah, I think we've got a good shot and uh, the, the Rams will be motivated to beat the Niners as well. Uh, they, the, the two seed is in play for them um, or they could fall to the fifth seed potentially if, if they lose. So um, yeah, it's uh, just, um, I think we got a good shot, you know. Uh, this is definitely the biggest Saints Falcons game in a long time, and uh, I'm ex- excited to see what happens. Yeah, Allison, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm feeling like the only thing that's improved since last time we played the Falcons is our defensive play, which I'm sure we'll get into um, when we talk about last week's game. But that makes me feel pretty good. I watched a good amount of the Falcons Bills game last week because we had that over, and the Falcons cost us like. very, very (laughs) mad at them. But that being said, they were relatively inept. um, And I think our defense has been playing much better than the Bills have the last few weeks. And they've been playing pretty crappy opponents. So I'm feeling optimistic about our chances. And I do think we have it on our side that the Cardinals won last week and the Rams are actually playing for something. Um, So I'm feeling a lot better than I did before the Cowboys um, lost to the Cardinals last week. So I do think... I'm feeling, I'm trying not to let myself down, but I'm feeling like more than 50% likelihood. Yeah, I'm yeah. all in. I'm, I'm all in. I think we're going to the playoffs. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Like, I, I like see the path to the Super Bowl, like unfolding. Like, you think I, Kasem's going to go to Lambo? Oh my God. No, let's, let's not like, no, well, as, as, uh, as you all should know. No NFL MVP has won the Super Bowl since 1999. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the Vegas favorite to win it. Um, I personally would vote for Jonathan Taylor, who is the Indianapolis running back. But 
I feel like Rodgers is going to be Rodgers, and like they're they're going to shit the bed in the playoffs, and you never know. Like let's 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 tease this for a second here. Like let's say we get in, we go to L.A., the Houdet Nation shows up in SoFi and burns the place down, and like Stafford continues to throw pick sixes, and we win in L.A. Then we have to go to Lambeau. And there's like a COVID outbreak or something, or they just don't play well. Like we're plus suddenly... fifteen thousand to win the yeah. season. Yeah, no. maybe who knows? Maybe uh, Aaron, maybe Aaron Rodgers will like take some like all natural holistic smoothie that Shailene Woodley gives him, and he gives him like a case of the mud butt, and he can't play. And you never know. So, but yeah, I mean, I let let's not put the cart before the horse any of the carts before any of the horses i mean let's just like beat the falcons and make the playoffs uh in my uh opinion um and then you know we'll see we'll see what happens um like for all of the craziness that's gone on with this team to have a real, really realistic shot of going 9 and 8 and making the playoffs would be awesome and i think would be a major accomplishment no matter what happens in the postseason uh you we just have to be really proud of this team and its effort and um man uh just a, a it would be it would be like the cherry on top of like such a frustrating but like ultimately like kind of fun like frustratingly fun year i don't know how to describe it it's crazy i I don't know. It and it really honestly, yeah, total roller coaster. And it really wouldn't be that far off from our preseason projections. I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen to some of our first episodes of this podcast when we started making our preseason prognostications um, right before the season started. But like, I don't think, I think maybe I had us at like 10 and six and to be one game off of that, despite losing our starting quarterback. And I didn't know that we would not, have a single snap of Michael Thomas. I didn't know that COVID would like absolutely ravage us. Um, and like, I don't know, to persevere potentially through all of that is just awesome, I think. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. There have been some like really fun moments and I'm like happy with where the team is now, but the low moments this year have been really, really low. I mean, we played yeah. two games that like should not have this shouldn't have happened. The first Panthers game, probably there should have been something, some concession made for, in order for us to get our coaches back. And the, the Dolphins game never, that was an atrocity that never should have been played. Like Ian book and anybody else that touched the ball behind the line of scrimmage was like actually in danger because yeah. of how like we were literally starting like offensive linemen like that had been signed two days before like they should sue the NFL for like reckless endangerment. Um, right. And I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of that happening. Like I, I cannot take any more of these like. Well, they literally changed games. the COVID rules the day after. Cause yeah. I think that like, unfortunately for them and probably the reason they didn't do anything was it was Monday night. So they didn't have a game to fill the spot and it was all about money. Um, and national television audience had to watch that monstrosity and i'm sure that the backlash was horrendous because that game was horrendous um and yeah the next day they were like just kidding 
Carson Wentz you can play this weekend. And he was terrible. Like he was like clearly having his own brain fog is crazy. He was clearly still sick and they were just like, okay, you're unvaccinated and you feel okay. Like, come on in. Yeah. Just wild. Oh, Um, man. And of course he was like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm feeling bad because of COVID or anything. Like, come on, man. So let's, do you want to talk about the Panthers game? Yeah. So yeah, Jacob, you get some credit for not going. Because then yeah. we won. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. So oh, maybe you shouldn't go if we make the playoffs. If it's in LA, <laughs> I don't know. Different, different karma. Uh, yeah. LA is a different world. I can't not. Have I can't not go if it's in LA. Um, I will have to be there. Um, yeah, zero and three in the dome this year. All three of my Superdome experiences have been atrocious. Uh, the Giants game was miserable for on the field and off the field reasons because I maybe I bitched about this in a previous pod. I feel like I did, but they keep renovating the Superdome and for some reason the the concourses get smaller. And yeah. the crowd sucked. It wasn't in the game. The uh, Thanksgiving game against the Bills was a shit show. Um, and then I went to the Dolphins game, you know, naively believing that Ian Book might do something. But uh, instead I saw, like, the recreation of that jackass sketch where Johnny Knoxville just gets destroyed <laughs> by the Tennessee football team trying to feel the punt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I sort of, to me, like, one of the big story. obviously the defense is, like, a big storyline. Like, they played lights out, and Cam Jordan has risen from the dead at the end of the season when we needed him most. Um, But like, I don't think Taysom Hill is getting enough credit. He's playing pretty consistent and like pretty consistently well, even though he really only has like nine functional fingers. (laughs) Like there weren't really any like throws on Sunday that made me think, man, he shouldn't be out there. He's too hurt. They're just, his bad throws were just normal, bad Taysom throws. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And, and he's not playing behind a healthy offensive line. No, and let's not. not forget, like, our receiving core is an absolute – not joke is mean because they've played well, actually, on Sunday. But he doesn't have a, a an MT anymore to, like, lean on. And obviously Kamara's getting doubled every single down. So, like, he's making plays happen. Um, and I think that's come over time, like, which makes me feel good about next week and a potential – playoffs with the way the defense is playing because his first couple of games that was not true even pre-finger injury he was making some bad choices and he's making better choices now yeah he's obviously improved and like you know if he had like a decent cast of supporting characters i don't know maybe Taysom hill could work yeah i'd want to see like that this is like what i said um when we like first started playing him at QB this year was that I think the only way to have Taysom be a, like a true plus at quarterback and not just like not lose you a game is to like surround him with, I mean, this isn't like rocket science, but like to surround him with bona fide talent. Like if we had MT playing, if we had our starting O line, like I think our offense would be more productive than it's shown the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, we were literally down four starting O linemen and missing like, other, like a whole bunch of other starters on offense. It was crazy. And 
but he he played pretty well. I mean, if Callaway like catches a couple more of those passes, like the offense would have been way more productive. Um, and all that said, Taysom Hill wasn't the worst quarterback on the field on Sunday. Uh, his QBR rating was a solid 15 points higher than Sam Darnold's. And one of those quarterbacks was a like top 10 pick who this season, like <laughs> the team acquiring him gave up multiple high picks to, to get him. So um, it's like just not even the same, but Sam Darnold is a disaster and the Panthers are currently a disaster of organization. So, uh, but What's no, no sympathies for them. They, I don't know. I don't remember who the, the play-by-play people were during the game, but they were talking about how the people in the Panthers organization are like convinced that Matt rules process is quote unquote process is working, but like it's definitely not working. No, like they're, they fired their offensive coordinator halfway through the season. They have a good defense. They have a lot of good young defensive. They actually, I think they have like the second ranked defense in the league or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they're a disaster. They're like by far, I hate to say they're probably worse than the Falcons are. I mean, they are. They are worse. Than they the showed some yeah. stat that since he came on, they were ten and twenty-one, and they were comparing it to like how when he was a coach in college, he started his first two seasons like ten and twenty-five, and then like turned it around. It's like this is kind of a pathetic <laughs> little <laughs> series we're doing here. And by yeah. the way, it was Matt Millen was the commentator. One of them, I didn't recognize the other guy, but I was like, who's that? The yeah. old Lions guy. Matt Millen, um, uh, who was the GM of some of the worst teams in yes. NFL history. And then he was, yeah, it was something else. But yeah, that team is not good. Mm. No. The only way I could see the Panthers making some sort of a leap is if they acquired Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or any one of these like yeah. elite quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, well, the defense is really good. Like, part of my, like weird fan it's not weird it's very realistic despite what you guys think my fantasy of us making like a playoff run is that i saw i don't remember who it was but somebody tweeted that you know in 2006 the uh the bears made it to the super bowl with rex grossman no thousand yard receivers and like an elite i saw that today and like why can't that be us I, i think Taysom hill is better than rex grossman was he was awful. Um, and our D, this is uh, it, like Sean's been saying all year, this is a championship level defense. Like, who's to say? Who's to say that, like, we can't make some noise in the playoffs? I think we would. And I would be so happy if that happened. But I have to admit that, like, going to LA and, like, let's say we beat the Falcons, but, like, if we beat LA somehow, that would just, like, be enough for me <laughs> yeah oh absolutely like, that would be ending, the best thing ever ending I, the so rams like super bowl or bus season like yeah absolutely it would be like so i could die so happy incredible. like yeah amazing amazing i would uh if if we go to if i go to that game if we go to la and play there next or in two weeks or whatever and we are like going to win the game and it's like obvious with like a couple minutes left, I will get myself kicked out of SoFi Stadium. I will I will record myself getting kicked out. I will flip off the fans. I will punch <laughs> small children. 
I will insult their dogs. It's going to be a mess. Well, we have to get there first. Okay, one thing I did want to bring up, because we haven't had Allison here in a while, um, was your experience at the Jets game. Oh, yeah. Before, oh, yeah. before this weekend, the Saints hadn't scored a touchdown in a game since Taysom Hill's like 40-yard touchdown yeah. at the end of that game. So why don't you uh, regale the listeners with your, uh, your experience at MetLife Stadium? That's what it's called, MetLife? Yeah. MetLife. So I haven't been to MetLife in like three years. Um, and we got one of Mike's friends, they like rotate out a, a box for his work. So they invite, he invited us. And I was like, definitely, because it was December and freezing. Um, so that was a really cool experience because I, I don't think I've even done that in the Superdome. So it was my first NFL box experience, which was cool. There was a ton of Saints fans, like probably. That's awesome. I think that the stadium was probably only 40, that's aggressive, 30% full because like the Jets are awful and like it was cold and nobody was coming out. It's also, I texted both of you guys, like it took us like two hours to get home. It's never an easy and it's moderately enjoyable while you're there, but like yeah. both the front and the back end kind of like ruin that for you. Um, <laughs> but like looking around, like even in the, the suite level, but also all on the bottom was like at least half Saints fans, which was cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought we looked great. I mean, the Jets suck, um, but you know, it was fun to see offense that was like relatively decent. <laughs> um, so that was good. Um, it had been a while on either side of that game now, but even before was um, like Thanksgiving and just like sad um, play. So it was a good experience overall, um, even though I was with Jets fans. Are Jets fans good. like annoying? I don't think I've ever <laughs> met a Jets fan. No, they're not because at this point, like they're just so used to being bad that like, they can't even be annoying. Like their last like joy <laughs> from the team was like the butt fumble years. Is, Mark have Dan they Jones. lost? Have they lost Fireman Ed? Like, and I I kind of just am jaded by this since I I live here and it's like kind of a joke at this point. But the two New York teams are by far the worst records in the last five years. Like yeah, across the NFL, crazy. And so like. I think the city and like all my friends that are fans of those teams are just like so jaded that they can't even like retort. Like even when we <laughs> lost to the Giants, like right, like Mike was like, ha, 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 ha. but like cool, like you have no chance of going to the playoffs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and, you like, sweet your, summer your, child. And your coach is like spewing stuff about not. We're being not a clown, clown show. show. We're not a clown show. Anytime. Anytime you have to like bang the, the the podium saying we are not a clown show, I think you might be a clown. You show. might be a clown show. Yeah, that's clown show stuff. Saying yeah. you're not a clown. Show. <laughs> my it not my not obvious. a clown show T-shirt is is drawing a lot of questions. <laughs> Did yeah. he really Joe say George. that? Yeah, yeah. He went on like a literal like seven minute long rant in their like presser after they got railroaded by the. Uh, the, the bears. bears, the bears. Oh my God. The bears. And they had negative 10 passing yards. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like fake stats like that. Yeah. So Daniel Jones wasn't playing in that game, right? No, Mike Glennon. No, it was Mike Glennon. Mike the neck Glennon. God. Yeah. 
Napoleon Dynamite. Nathrolian Dynamite. I kind of love that the New York yeah. teams suck because that's that's like a lot of money left on the table for the league. Yeah. Like that yeah. makes me feel happy that these two massive markets are just money pits. Yeah. yeah. Or two, one massive market, but two fan bases. Two entire teams, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Fuck you, Goodell. <laughs> Eat shit. The Jets did get blessed with seeing the AB exit in person. Yeah. yeah. That was okay. probably pretty thrilling. <laughs> okay. Real talk. Do you want AB, Antonio Brown, in black and gold? Like, would you be okay with us signing him for the remainder? I would. I'm, I bet no. you Peyton has called him. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sean, I think you you lose this one. I I'm making a deal with the devil. Like, who cares? I mean, seriously, like, who gives a shit? Just anybody with a pulse, please come play receiver. Man, didn't we? Didn't we try try him out like pre? Bucks and Pats, like when he left the Raiders. I don't know. Um, I that was when he, did. he. That was. I mean, so, that was eight crazies ago. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. That was in the middle of his uh, his freezer burn incident when he froze his his toes or whatever. Yes. He got frostbite from a um, cryo chamber. God, yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't think the Saints are going to get on that train anytime soon. Well, technically, the Bucks haven't released Antonio Brown like and the joke is that like Tom Brady is like overruling uh Bruce Arians being like well let's not like jump to any conclusions so um I don't know he was just at the Nets uh, game last night courtside <laughs> like he just has him yeah. in New York <laughs> he's yeah just he's riding around in, in uber black cars you guys should uh, listen on PMT they had the uber driver that picked him up from MetLife on. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, that's amazing. So, like, so batshit. The guy was batshit, and like, clearly Antonio was like not well, and it just is like a hilariously weird interview. Oh my god! I gotta listen to that. I love that. Like, uh, Met a MetLife security thought he was like a fan at first, and they were about to arrest him. Yeah. Before they realized that he was a player, thought he was like a streaker or something. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, he's not a big guy. Like, he's not very tall. Um, no. He's kind of a diminutive no. receiver, you know, in, in NFL terms. He's, like, maybe six feet. You know, he's, like, Drew Brees size, basically. Yeah. Um, so, not surprising mm. that people would mistake him for a civilian. I'm doing it. I'm signing him. Like, what, what do you really have to lose? I feel like the locker room culture is so well established at this point that uh like if he doesn't fit in or people don't like him we'll just we would just cut him you know if if he ever does get released by the bucks which i there's like a part of me that thinks they are holding on to him because they're afraid that we are going to sign him or some contender is just going to sign him Um, obviously he still has stuff left in the tank and if he you know gets his head straight he could actually do some damage on the field. I'm sure they actually probably are holding on to him for that reason. Totally unrelated to anything we've been talking about, but um, interesting subplot with Trey Hendrickson, who 
we had to sadly walk due to the salary cap concerns. Um, and he's freaking killing it. Yeah. 14 sacks, I think, for the Bengals this year. Um, he just got put on the COVID list today, which matters for us because apparently his percentage of snaps played is tied to whether we get a third round comp pick or a fourth round comp pick. And he's like right on the edge. So if he, if he misses this game, the comp pick could get knocked down to a fourth round pick, which is like just our luck. So we need to pray for a healthy, a, a speedy return to health and, ability for our old friend Trey Hendrickson. Well, they they're playing for the one seed, so maybe they'll say he's fine. Yeah. 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 The NFL, they do have some discretion, right, in how they dole out these picks. I would hope that they would say, "Oh, well he would have played in this game." I don't think so. I think if you're the Bengals, you're like tough shit. Well, the Bengals don't give us the pick is compensatory. It's awarded by, like, the league. There's some. Oh well, I think the NFL would be even less. They would just be like, "Oh, that percentage of snaps equals this, and that's less than what it says." Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The the rule of thumb should be for us is that we will always get screwed. We fans of the New Orleans Saints and our team will always get screwed. So. That should be our default operating yeah. stance. So expect the worst. New Orleans Saints 2021. Washington football team. What do you think their new name is going to be? I'm kind of annoyed they're changing it. I think they're going to be the Washington football team for another year, right? Like next year, they're still going to be the Washington football team. Oh, that's possible. Well, yeah, well, I, I'm this- only asking because today – they're unveiling uh, it on the second, on February second. Oh, really? They yeah, they're unveiling it in a few weeks, or I think maybe yeah, February second. Um, yeah, uh, but but that is, but you might be right, Jacob. That like they'll have to. I don't know if they'll like activate the new branding. Um, oh, actually, with that timing, I'd I'd have to imagine that they will do it, make the transition this offseason. They'll like want it to be like a full full thing. So, um, yeah, the Washington Schmedskins. So, <laughs> some like internet sleuths um like discovered that like the domains if you like go to like washington it like redirects like they already own it so um it like redirects to their web page uh which is interesting so i think it's going to be the the washington schmedskins and the logo is just going to be the old one but like wearing Wearing uh, fun, funny glasses and like and a, the, a the Native American man will have a mustache. Yeah, okay. and like such Coke bottle glasses or something. Oh my God, what were the, the the domain names? Do you remember them off the top of your head? It was like Washington Admirals, Washington Commanders. Um, as part of their announcement today, they said that like the the popular picks of like. Washington Wolves and Washington Red Wolves actually like are no uh, no goes because they would uh, violate copyright laws apparently. So, um, so who well, knows? Fascinating stuff. 
yeah, I can say with the utmost certainty that the Washington Admirals and the Washington Commanders are both really stupid nicknames that are <laughs> lame and like evoke like nothing. <laughs> but you know, I'm not a Washington fan, so. But I am like, as as you know, Sean, like I like love uniform stuff and like logo design and right. I follow that. I used to follow it pretty, uh, pretty closely. It's been a while since I've gotten on uniwatch.com run by Paul Lucas, who is like an incredible uniform historian and uniform blogger. Um, I find that stuff really fascinating. Um, I love yeah. when NFL teams unveil new uniforms. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One day it on the pod, fun. we'll have to get into the state of the saints uniforms. Cause I, I think we need some, we need some changes and fuck it. Why don't we just do it now? Uh, we need to bring the gold pants back, like the real gold, not this like weird flat mustard yellow we've had since Nike took over. Like <laughs> I, I like that. We're like wearing the gold pants. We've worn them a couple times this year, but uh, it doesn't look good. If it doesn't, if it doesn't have that like metallic yolk, um, like the Cowboys still have like a metallic silver. In their While pants. we're at it, we should bring, we should bring back the gold, the gold jerseys, the mythical gold jerseys. I love the gold no, jerseys. What I want, I want the famous black helmets from the, the preseason in the sixties. Oh, that is my white whale that I hope one They've day. They've been bringing we can back the retro giants helmets sometimes. In. Maybe they would do that one day. So the reason um, why, well, the the Saints black helmets are. There's some interesting trivia uh, that goes along with them. Um, we wore them, obviously, like Sean said, for like one game in the preseason in like 1968 or something like that. And then they vanished. Um, and the rumor was that we really tried to bring them back in 2006. That like Peyton or somebody in the organization wanted to kind of rebrand um, and bring back the black helmets. And Paul Tagliabue, the then commissioner, stepped in and said no, because he thought that the gold helmets symbolized rebirth. And it's been that way ever since. And then amid all the concussion litigation, the NFL uh, passed a rule that uh, you have to wear the same helmets all season. There's no alternate helmets that you can wear for like a game. Um, mm. So if That's you, weird because the Giants do. Well, they're blue. So it's the same helmet. Oh, the color. Yeah, they just, they just have different, different decal. decals. Different decals, yeah. different face masks. Yeah. Um, but the one, it's called the one shell rule. The one shell rule is going away next year. So you never know. Maybe we will see. I would love to see the Saints in black helmets, gold jerseys, and black pants. I think that would be cool. Um, but I would prefer it if our black helmets had like a shine to them. Like a glittery shine, like a yeah like a bowling ball or something. I, yeah, I've never been a fan of like the matte black helmets. Yeah, it's like That'd something you cool. buy in like a sports memorabilia shop or something. It doesn't look right. Anyway, yeah. so what are let's let's uh, move to score predictions for uh, our pivotal week eighteen game. First ever. Yeah. First ever. Yeah, basically, it's a playoff game. We're in the playoffs. The playoffs yeah. yes. week. Um, Sean, you first. 
Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think the Falcons come out like pretty juiced up. Um, they open the game with a with a touchdown uh, before the uh, Dennis Allen defense kind of recalibrates like it usually does, and then um, kind of plays out similarly to this past week's game. We choke them out, and uh, Falcons only scored ten points this game, and uh, Saints get a few guys back on offense, particularly on the O-line. And uh, I think we put up 20 points. So 20 to 10 Saints win. And uh, bonus score prediction, L.A. Rams, 27. Niners, 20. Saints make the playoffs. And we'll talk about what happens after that next week. Allison. So I'm going to have an optimistic prediction that we break our no touchdowns on the first drive of the game streak and score on the first drive of the game against the Falcons. And then we never look back and we win 24. I'm with you, Sean, 10, 24 to 10. I think the defense holds pretty strong the whole game again. Um, I think the Rams and Niners is really close and makes us bite our nails. And I think it's going to be 20 to 17. And I think that we go to the playoffs. But I think we're feeling optimistic about the offense. I think the offense will play better this week than they did last week and keep improving. Yeah, we really need Ryan Ramchak to come back. Quick side note, Sean and I in the last pod had our uh, paid homage to Papa John and finally had the, is there something wrong with the, the Saints medical staff debate? And something is going on with Ryan Ramchak. He's been out for yeah. seven games, like, that shouldn't happen. Shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, Cause he just had like a knee sprain or something, but I don't know something fishy going on there. Please come back. Okay. My prediction. I also think, you know, the, the Falcons will probably come out and maybe punch us in the mouth for the first couple of minutes. Um, it is a rivalry game and we always seem to discredit them. Um, they do deserve it, but this is their Super Bowl. They have the opportunity to knock us out of the playoffs. So I think they'll kick a field goal on the first drive and then we'll win 62 to three. Um, <laughs> I'm sticking with my 62 to three prediction per usual. Um, <laughs> I do think, I do think the Rams are going to win. Um, they're at home. The number two seed home field advantage on the line, like, Matthew Stafford has been playing like dog shit the last like seven weeks. They really haven't looked that great. So I think the Rams are probably due to, to run someone out of the building. Um, although I don't think that'll happen. I do think it'll be close. And I predict the Rams win 31 to 28 on a last minute field goal. And we're all going to be sweating it out to the very end. Um, Cause I think our game, I just this is the way it's going to work out. Our game will end before theirs will. And right, we're both at four, right? I think we are like the yeah the four thirty or three, three whatever. Yeah, I think we're yeah. the the thirty game. Um, I don't know what time they kick off. Um, what is everybody doing for the game, real quick before we go? I'm gonna watch here at home. We're gonna make jambalaya because when I made jambalaya last time, we beat the Bucks. So. Just going to do that again. Good. I'll have the two TVs fired up in the man cave, much like I did last this past weekend. So, 
Word. Well, I'm probably going to watching both drunk. games. Oh. I'm going to get drunk on a Sunday um, oh. at the LSU bar. Shouts to Jameson's. I think we'll see. I can't. Uh, it's been so long since I've like done something fun for a Saints game. The time has come. All right, Sean, do you have a Hornitos ad read? Sure. Uh, Hornitos tequila. You know, it's the tequila for when it's week 18. And uh, you uh, need to beat your arm to make the playoffs. But, uh, you know, it's been that kind of year, and all you can do is drink. So, Hornitos tequila. All right. Well, for... Allison Whitlock and Sean Haspel. I'm Jacob Krasno. This has been Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media. Until next week, who dat? Who dat? Who dat? <laughs>